This Hollywood Casino 400 DFS and underdog fantasy picks show of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Free Roll Football Contest. Join our free season-long pick'em for a chance to win $3,000 in a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up link in the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb i feel sorry for anybody's mom who is on the track this weekend because it is of course championship weekend well maybe not championship championship weekend <laughs> but these guys are running for a championship and they are going to have the opportunity to wreck not just the drivers on the track, but their moms as well to get there. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Welcome to Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it. We are still one day closer to the cup race, to the Xfinity race, uh, truck race already in yep, about to be evening. in the books this evening. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. uh, great stuff, oh. Cody. Can we can we just man, I'm telling you right now. It just gets Football's a little back. We had the Chiefs and Lions last night. Uh, whoever won that game, because it's not been played yet, it was great for them. We're happy to see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. like, no, it. NFL's back. Racing is here. We've got a full weekend. Oh, I'm excited and pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to we got DFS. We got DraftKings plays we like. We got underdog picks for you. It's going to be great. I, you know, I'm telling you, since we started adding these underdog picks, I love this DFS show that's become a, a more staple of, of what we're doing because now we're offering even more value during this. It just feels like as as our show progresses, more and more gets added to it. And so uh, we keep adding more and more and more. <laughs> but I'm telling you, before too long, I mean, we may have to go seven days and just I don't know what else we're going to cram into these shows, but uh, we're having a good time course it is kansas this is the 400 miler on this kansas track uh hollywood casino 400 so we're talking about the opportunity for these guys to get around this track uh several times over what is it 267 laps i believe around this mile and a half track for 
the uh, for the race. So in DFS purposes, obviously we're talking about um, lap sled on this one, which we talked about in the betting episode is something you're going to have to highlight because on more than one occasion around this track, there has been somebody who has led a pretty fair share amount of, of laps, at least 100 or so. So we got to nail down that person and then, of course, filter out the rest of your lineups with some good value, which I, I think we've done, Cody. I think we've got a pretty good mix across the board on this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we've we found some really good stuff. Um, we saw in this race, too, at the in the spring, uh, wasn't dominated by any specific driver, any specific manufacturer, any specific team. Like, it was kind of spread across. Like, there were different points that different people were leading, different people had the fastest cars. You kind of had a whole mixture of guys up there had a chance part of what made this race so good. So not necessarily going to be just one guy that dominates this race, I don't think. Uh, could happen, of course, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I think, I, I don't know. I, I've, uh, I'm still a little uncer un uncertain. <laughs> That's the word I was going for. Uh, on how this is exactly going to turn out. Like, do we need to find, I, I don't know. I think, I think, and, and I'm kind of going with the cheaper guy for my top pick. And I think the reason I'm doing that is because I don't think we're going to have one of these guys at the very top of the board necessarily dominate the entire race like we see a lot of weeks. I think it could be fairly well spread out. And so you're going to have to find the mixture of, of guys who get laps led, guys who get fastest laps, get some place differential once we know the starting lineup, of course. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be, be spread out a little bit. Yep. Again, if you haven't gone back and listened to the betting episode, we always encourage you, those of you who are DFS listeners only, to go back and listen to that because not only, look, we talked about it. In fact, we were talking about it just before we, we jumped on here. Um, I'm on also on the PropCast with, uh, with Moonoff and Chris over here on the network as well, and we break down NFL props. And, and I've, I've found that one of my favorite areas now is prop betting, which is a lot of what we talk about too when we're talking about NASCAR, obviously, you know, prop bets as top fives, top tens, those are all prop bets. And so we're, we're more accustomed as NASCAR fans to be in the prop betting market. Well, that also translates to DFS because if we talk about a driver to have a top 10 finish, then obviously that means that there's a pretty good chance that he's going to have a good DFS day as well. And top five, top three, winning the race. So you can use, I mean, we only give you three. And we've done that only because we don't want to fill out your entire lineup for you, which we have anyways. It's six plays. We give fill out your entire lineup. But we don't want to oversaturate you with, with too many DFS plays. So we kind of take a step back and give you three. But on the betting episode, we're talking sometimes about the same drivers, but more often than not, we expand a little bit farther. So if you go back through and you want to build a really solid DFS lineup, but you don't want to necessarily use every single one of our plays, go back, listen to that betting episode because... There could be somebody that, that we didn't talk about because we only have a limited amount of spaces to fill out here, but we still think it's going to be a good driver in the betting field that you can also use as a leverage player DFS. It, it all goes hand in hand is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I didn't even, we did. We just had a conversation before we started recording on how we both enjoy on football, betting on props more than we embed, enjoy betting on the actual games. And it's because of our fantasy. You know, we play fantasy football. We pay more attention to individual player stats and, who does what and matchups and all that. And it's the exact same thing over here. And it all, we do bet. I mean, most of our bets, when we give out bets on the show, are prop bets, right? And that translates so well into DFS for the same reasons it does over in, in football with fantasy football into the prop betting market. So, yeah, great connection there, Rod. Gosh, you're professional at this. You're good. 
good at what you do, my friend. I, I don't I don't know what, how to accept compliments, so we'll just we'll continue <laughs> to move on. Um, no, and so obviously this is DFS, but we're also adding on these underdog plays, uh, which underdog fantasy. I know I read it in the pre uh, pre roll, but. Listen, if you haven't gone there already, they've done a fantastic job of giving us, and they gave us a lot of options this time. There's actually quite a few on there to, to yeah. choose from for NASCAR for this race. So all you got to do, higher or lower finishing position than what they give you. And I got to tell you, Cody, those numbers, I don't know who's setting them, but please stay. Please keep yeah. the same person. Oof, almost Again, like we talked about earlier this week on the Xfinity show, like, I almost don't even want to talk about this because it's a, make sure you get your plays in before we release this episode, Rod. Because man, it's oh, there's yeah, they're great numbers. And again, when it comes to the underdog side of things, you're not competing against a bunch of people. It's not a big prize. Like it is just straight up. Are they going to finish better or worse than this point five? You pick one, and you either win it or you lose it. But you don't have to go. You're not picking and trying to beat a bunch of other people. Like it's just straight up. You know, you you playing against yourself basically and and have the opportunity to win money there you know it's not prop betting but it's a way to to look into props and, and play it in a fantasy setting right in, in different states where underdog is in a lot more states where you're not able to go place bets and stuff so it's it is great in in that facet uh, as well and the best part about it how much you win is up to you i mean obviously you could play just one or you could go up to five and see really how high you want to take your multiplier up there and and, and level out your money so um yeah the, the potential to to win is up to you however you feel comfortable again you're not throwing five dollars in a gpp hoping that you can win a hundred thousand after being the first place in there you know you toss five bucks into a multiplier five time multiplier you're gonna walk away with about 25 30 bucks 50 bucks you know that that's that's a pretty good day for you uh, as well. So keep in mind when you're doing that. We will come back and talk to you more about that. But but let's play the right thing. Let's play that, shall we? So much for what I said about you being a professional. Way to go, Rod. <laughs> I had to prove you wrong, didn't I? Let's talk about DraftKings. They are professionals. And can you believe that we have had seven months without an NFL game? That's crazy, right? Well, that problem is solved now as of Thursday night. Football season is officially here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and it's given you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everybody up, too, with uh, game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. You got to check the app, see what you get. We love our DraftKings odds. We've obviously given you tons of them as we broke down the betting episodes, so go back and listen to all of those uh, when we're when we're talking through our favorites on top 10s, on outrights. Just go back and listen to all of the ones that we gave you there. But download the app now. Use code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Buying tickets sucks. I'm telling you right now, I, I don't know what it is about having to buy them off of these other apps out there, but it just makes it stressful because I never know if I'm going to get the, good, the best price for them. I don't even know if I'm buying them from the venue itself or from somebody who's trying to up the price on me to actually sell the ticket at more than what they bought it for. 
Oh, all that stuff has gone away now thanks to the GameTime app because I know that with GameTime, I'm not trying to get ripped off and I don't even have to worry about planning at the last minute just in case I couldn't figure out whether or not I had time to go to my favorite concert, to my favorite sporting event, to whatever it is I'm trying to buy tickets for. GameTime took all that stress away from me. It can do the same for you. All you got to do is download the app. Plus, I love the fact that when I buy a ticket, I can actually see the seat that I'm going to be watching the event from. So I know exactly where I'm going to be looking, where my head, I, I know all of that now because I'm seeing it right from the picture and you can too. You get flash deals on last minute tickets. Plus it's easy to find and buy tickets for all the events in your area. They got the lowest prices guaranteed. Plus you can get event cancellation protection, job loss protection, there's so much protection out there that if you can't make that show, even if you did buy it at the last minute, if something else comes up, even last last minute, uh, then you can, you know, rest assured that you'll get your money back. And yes, last minute is a word. I don't care. Go download the app now. They create an account. Use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed for your last minute purchases. Over here, in, in, over here inventing words uh, in the English language, and I don't care. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, um, we already pretty much discussed all the news that there is to discuss this weekend. I almost feel like it's just time to get on down to some DFS plays, uh, the heart of why we're here today. Yeah, I think it is uh, time to get into it. So, high-tier driver, um, just to kind of set the slate for you, you got Hamlin up top, 11,000. Truex at 10-7, Larson 10-5, Byron 10-2, Christopher Bell 10,000. Uh, but I'm going to go right past those guys and go to Tyler Reddick, 9,800. Um, if you listen to the, the show earlier in the week, the betting episode, I like Tyler Reddick to start well here, and I like Tyler Reddick to perform well here. Rod, both races last season at Kansas Speedway were won by the number 45 car. Kurt Busch in the spring, Bubba Wallace in the fall. 2311 team is good. Uh, Bubba had the best car in both of those races, was very fast. And then Denny Hamlin won the race earlier this spring. Of course, the owner of 2311, he gets some of that information. And a Toyota as well. Toyota's won all three next gen cars at or next gen races at Kansas Speedway. Um, and yeah, so last year, uh, Reddick, uh, he led 38 laps early in this race before he got crashed out. Um, but earlier this spring, he was fast. He led 23 laps, finished in ninth place. Um, but he has been very good. He starts well here usually. Um, so he's not going to offer you a ton of place differential, but at this cheap of a price, he is going to put you up front quickly. Uh, in my opinion, I think he's going to lead laps. I talked about it. I think he can win this race. I am probably no almost no matter where they start, I'm going to be very heavy on Reddick, Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace. Like that's probably going to be the start of of quite a few lineups I have, and I'm just gonna figure it out from there because these are the three guys I am all in on this weekend. Uh, I think they're all gonna be fast. I think they're gonna be good. Uh, this team, and I'm throwing Hamlin in there as part of the team because he is as the owner. They have got the secrets figured out to Kansas Speedway. They've been good. Uh, Reddick, the one the one bad thing you can say about him with DFS is a lot of mistakes, right? And we almost saw it last week, trying to pit way too late. If, if Newman doesn't spin himself out, 
He likely wrecks Reddick, who's the leader at the time. Like that could have been a disaster. We saw it at Michigan, which is this is mini Michigan, right? Again, Kansas Speedway, mini Michigan. Reddick was one of the fastest cars, and, and he and Busher go to pit and they get a loose wheel. And then they've had a lot of those problems this year. So that is the one thing that that makes you a little nervous on Reddick, but he's been fast at this style of track. He's coming off of a great race last week where he was very fast at Darlington. Again, an intermediate track type anyways. So they've been good. I think he's going to continue to be good. And again, I've got him going to my final four. So a second place last week, gets a win maybe this week or has another good performance at Kansas, gets him into the next round, and he just keeps building on it hopefully. Uh, so yeah, Tyler Reddick at 9,800 is my top play. Hard to ignore the fact that the 45 car has been in victory lane twice over the last few uh, seasons. And honestly, again, it's it's just a matter of how good that 2311 team has become over the last couple of years and, and how much of a competitor they are on the track week in and week out. But Toyota, we know on this one, has been a competitor. Obviously, they have won uh, the last three races and four out of the last five here uh, on this track and really even like six of the last seven, seven of the last eight They've won a lot of races on this track, has Toyota, and therefore I will give you Martin Truex Jr. I know that he is one of the more costly of this uh, of this slate. In fact, uh, he is the second most expensive driver on this slate. But look, the fact that Martin Truex Jr. is the the leader right now in fantasy points per race at forty eight points per race, right already, that's going to give you about four times what you're paying for him. And when a guy at 10,000, it's very, very uh, rare to get four times what you're paying for him because it's difficult for, to, for a driver to continue to do that. But for Martin Truex Jr., obviously uh, somebody that can get it done and has gotten it done this season. Uh, on this track alone, though, right? Kansas Speedway, since 2019, he has had a string of top 10 finishes. Sixth place in 2019 in the, in the fall uh, third place in 2020. They had that second race. He finished ninth here in 2020. That third race, uh, as well, I'm sorry, there was only two races in 2020. Uh, third and ninth in 2020. In 2021, sixth and seventh. In 2022, sixth and fifth and eighth. Right, and and of course we know that last season was not a very good season for Truex in the grand scheme of things. So for him to finish eighth. Uh, on this track was great and he led 79 laps in that one 24 uh, the race before so when we talk about finishing positions obviously we know a top 10 is basically in the cards for him he can get a top four he can get a top five uh, he did win two back-to-back -back races in 2017 here as well uh, but when we also talk about laps led like I said 79 last year 24 uh, the, the time before that and really for Martin Truex Jr. Uh, uh, this season too he's led laps in uh, a, a fair share of, of uh, races, 254 at Loudon. Remember that one? 20 after that, 18, 47, 146 in, 145 rather, in Darlington. Um, so again, it, it's just, he's been around and, and been up front um, of this racetrack and, and stays on top of this racetrack. So for for me, like I said, I, I'm very much high on Martin Truex Jr. I know the price is probably going to scare a lot of folks away because he is almost $11,000. But I think it's money well invested, especially in a cash game, because he's probably going to get up there and lead you some laps. He's probably going to get up there and finish well in this one. Um, you look back at two, like I said, the, the laps led. He is second among active drivers as far as laps led around this track. Kevin Harvick's at 949. Martin Truex Jr. is at 906. The next one after that, 
is Kyle Larson at 540. So there is a pretty wide gap between Martin Truex Jr. and the next person on that list. So there's somebody that knows how to get around this. If there's a manufacturer that knows how to get around this, Truex and Toyota, those those guys are ones that are going to be in my lineups for sure. Yeah, you look back there to Truex and what he's done this season. Like it's been incredible. It's you know 41 last week. He had a rough week. He started 31st, but he still finished 18th. Made the most out of it. Daytona doesn't count. But you go back before that, 53, 42, but 75, 52, 54, 149. Oh, he made us some money that day in New Hampshire. Uh, he's got some other 78, 73, 66, like a lot of really big performances from Truex. When that car is on, that car is on. Guess what? He drives a Toyota. He, he's in 2311, or not 2311 equipment, but he's in Gibbs equipment, which is, you know, they've got the Alliance. So there is some info over there. And Denny won it in the spring, right? Truex was fast in the spring here as well. He's been good this year. You, you can't count Truex out at any point. Um, so I think he's a good play as well. I agree. All right, let's uh, come back with some more plays for you, but let's tell you officially about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team or drive alongside your favorite driver all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You can pick between two to five players or drivers, select whether they'll go higher or lower on their stats, then do what you usually do on Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons, Watch the games or the races. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game or race by going five for five. I'm rewriting the read as we go along, so you guys can just uh, bear with me. This is football-centric, but I I guarantee you it pertains to you as well. Um, It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. We're about to give you a ton of our favorite uh, underdog plays here in a little bit, so we'll discuss that later. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Somebody say football was back? Well, so is free season-long NFL Pick'em Contests. You're going to get $1,000 for first place for, or $500 for second place. But if you're a Patreon member, double that number. 2000 to first, 1000 to second, all NFL season-long. Plus, if a Patreon member wins the free roll football contest, you're going to get an autographed full-size sports gambling podcast helmet, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, John Saley, Eric Metcalf, and LeGarrette Blount. Sign up link is in the SGPN app, so make sure you're heading to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon to get in for your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreon pickums. All right, Cody, let's take a step down in price value now and give our mid-tier drivers to everybody out there. Uh, I might have cheated a little bit in this section because <laughs> I went uh, pretty far down and then I made up for it in the next section by going a little bit up. But that's okay. Um, again, you're gonna have to if you're gonna go with with three guys up top like a Reddick, Hamlin, uh, Baba, or or you know Truex, Hamlin, or any combination of those, you're gonna need some cheaper guys. Again, betting translates over to DFS. The guy we talked about on the betting episode, Austin Dillon, sixty eight hundred rod. Um, he's got the eleventh best average finish of all Cup Series drivers here since twenty twenty. Um, over a seven race period there, a 13.6 average finish. He was 10th here in the spring, so a nice solid run by him there. And his last six finishes at Kansas, 10th, 14th, 13th, 10th, and 11th, hasn't finished worse than 14th 
in six straight races at Kansas Speedway. That's not just a fluke. That's not just, oh, I got lucky. Oh, I got lucky. He is good at this track, at least good enough to be consistently inside of the top 14 and inside the top 10 in, or 10th at least in three of those six races. Eight of his 20 overall starts here, he's been inside of the top 11. Again, it's been quite a few 11th place finishes, so that's why I, I threw it up there. But again, that that goes to the point of what Austin Dillon has done for you at Kansas Speedway. Um, he also finished ninth in the Coca-Cola 600 earlier this year, a similar mile and a half track. He finished ninth at Auto Club earlier this season. Again, Auto Club most comparable to Michigan. This is many Michigan, so uh, the correlation is there. I expect a pretty good week from Austin Dillon. And he's pretty cheap for you, again, at just um, 6800 You go back to last week, you got 31.5 points at, at Darlington. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you got a 38 from him. You got a 43, a 34, 43 back at Nashville, 59 at the mile and a half in, um, at the Coke 600 for Charlotte. He can deliver some points for you. He's in a good car. These RCR cars are good. He's got three wins on the season. We know he's even capable of winning these types of races, and you look at, at some of the places he's got his wins besides super speedways, it's Texas, it's Charlotte, it's mile and a half tracks. So you can't count him out, uh, especially when he's so good and so consistent on a track like this. Like Austin Dillon at 6,800 is a pretty good uh, price this week. You did take a swing at him over on the betting episode, and uh, I, I did see you plug your nose when you did it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, look, for DFS purposes, absolutely 100% take a swing on him because you, you definitely – you know, you could do worse, I'm sure, than that, uh, especially if he does manage to cast out for you. So um, I'll follow you down that rabbit hole. Uh, follow me down this one, though, and that's Brad Keselowski at, uh, what is that? I got his price right here. Uh, $8,300 for Brad Keselowski. If you look back at his track stats, this is one of those uh, GPP plays that you can probably make because everybody's going to look back and say, yeah, Brad Keselowski, we'll skip over him. He's finished 17th, 14th, 25th, and 19th. Right. And his last three races in the six car, 14, 25, 19, that does not scream off the page. I want to take Brad Keselowski, but I will tell you, if you look back since Richmond and, and even like Atlanta, and I kind of made this case on the betting pro, uh, uh, podcast for him as well too. His last races have actually not been bad. There's been a couple of stinkers thrown in there, like that 16th at Pocono, the 20th at Indy, and 15th at Watkins Glen. But I'm literally tossing these road course races out. Brad's not necessarily been a road course racer his entire career. So you could toss that 20th and the fifth and the 15th place out. So you go back, Michigan, he finished fourth. Cody said it time and time again, mini Michigan, right? Fourth place finished there. Um, and then Daytona, he finished second, right? Right behind Chris Buescher. He finished sixth at Darlington last week, sixth at Richmond, fifth at Loudoun, sixth at Atlanta. Atlanta's more of a super speedway, okay, but still. Um, some really quality finishes for not only Brad Kozlowski, but his entire RFK system. Earlier in the year, I mean, if you want to go back to that Kansas race, he did finish 19th. He only got you 26 points in fantasy that day. Not necessarily the greatest of days for him, but when you look at his fantasy performance, he's actually eighth in terms of fantasy points per race, which is crazy because, you know, Kazowski's not out there winning a ton of races. In fact, he's not winning any races, and he's not, like, consistently in the top five, but very consistently, he's built up some pretty solid fantasy days. 41 points last week, 57 the week before that, 37 the week before that, 25 uh, at, at the Brickyard. Again, that's a road course race, uh, but 60 the week before that, 80 at the Cookout 400. He is uh, prone to give you some really solid quality DFS days and 
Brad Keselowski, like I said, is going to be somebody not not a lot of people are going to want to play just because of the fact that his, his numbers aren't necessarily all as solid at Kansas. But for DFS purposes, he's a very serviceable play, and his price is right at $8,300. Yeah, and when you look at where he's priced at at 8300 Chris Buescher is 300 more at 8600 That's going to be very sexy for people. It's going to be attractive. He's won three of the last four oval. And so he's a good play as well, but he's going to be a lot more popular of a play, right? And so I think that'll help Keselowski's uh, roster ship go down. Elliot, again, 8100 It's That's almost a joke. He's definitely a guy you're going to have to look at. I mean, we talked about him last week being too cheap at 8400 He scored you 44 points, and his price still dropped which is just, that's crazy to me. But those two plays will be popular, which is going to make Keselowski a differentiating play for you because his roster ship is not going to be as high or people are trying to grab those other bigger, sexier names. But we know Keselowski can get it done. We know where Busher is. Keselowski won't be far behind, right? Uh, So he gives you that opportunity to be a little different. If I think Kozlowski is going to be a top 10 finisher, I mean, I don't even kind of care about the differential points. I just, I really think I care about where he's going to finish overall and quite possibly even lead some laps if he gets a, a chance. So uh, pit cycle crazies out or whatever, and he's up front. I, look at, and again, spoiler alert, go back. I have very high hopes for Brad Kozlowski this weekend, uh, yep. uh, all told. So Yeah, absolutely. Love it. All right. Uh, should we take a step down and give some value drivers as well for this slate? Yeah, so uh, again, went to a little bit of the higher side of this, but I saved money in the last section, so I'm spending it in this one. 6,400, Carson Hosevar, Rod. He's back in the 42 car. The 42 car had its best finish last week in the you know toughest race of the season. I know the Coke 600 is 600 miles, and that's long. The Southern 500, I think, is a tougher race to get through at 500 miles because that track is so difficult. Um, and, and Hosevar got... A nice, solid finish. Um, came home in, in 17th place. That was the best finish for the 42 car since March. Pretty impressive. Um, again, we're recording this episode a little early, but no news has come out. Uh, he's going to be in this car at Kansas and at Bristol. But Corey LaJoy on his podcast this week kind of let it slip a little that Josefar is going to be in the 42 the rest of the season. So that's nice for him. He's got that to look forward to. It sounded like LaJoy was coaching him a lot and saying, basically, like, if you're going to be, you know, in the car the rest of this year, it's a good time to earn everybody's respect because you might use that going forward. Then he alluded to the fact that a deal's done. If LaJoy knows all of this, I would imagine Josevar is going to be in the 77 car, right? So pretty decent chance, which, God, I hope they've upgraded that car a lot because if you get those two guys as teammates, like, what a solid team if they're both if they're both competing at the level the seven is, or they continue to take that next step. Anyways, we'll talk about that more when it officially happens, but maybe it has by now. Who knows? But uh, anyways, so, but uh, Hosovar, I mean, last week starts in 15th and he finishes in 17th. So he did, you know, he lost two spots, but he's still 24.5 points for you. Very solid. Um, he was running great at gateway when he was in the seven car for LaJoy, when LaJoy was in the nine car for Elliot, having a great race there. Of course, the brake rotor blew out. He hit the wall and didn't get the result there, um, but it was good. He finished second place in the trucks here last year. A little bit of strategy in that, but he had a very solid race that day as well. He's been on fucking fire in the truck series lately. He's been tearing it up. If you listen to yesterday's uh, truck series episode, I picked him as my winner. I, I He's going to be good this week in the trucks. Like He can turn that right around, use it in, this, in the cup car. 
again, he's he's going to be out there with the mindset of let's run all the laps, let's stay out of trouble, let's keep it clean. And a lot of times that translates into a pretty decent finish because they're so focused on doing the right thing that they're doing the right thing and not fucking it up. And they're getting you good, solid results. And that's what you want from, from a guy like Hosovar. Um, and we've seen some positives from this Legacy Motor Club team despite the ups and downs we've had, right? It's not always been beautiful, but Eric Jones in the top 10 last week. He had a good run. I think they can do it again this week. So give me Carson Hosovar, 6,400. It's crazy that, you know, for Legacy, man, high hopes for the season. Jimmy Johnson comes on board. Like, the whole thing is is exciting, and it's it's all crazy. And then just <laughs> like a gigantic uh, step down after just stuff, something after something after something kept happening for these guys. But maybe yeah, when they I, switch over to Toyota, it'll be a much better yeah, and situation. I, see, I was thinking about this earlier as, uh, again, we're recording this episode kind of earlier in the week, and, John Ernemichek likely announcing this evening as we record that he's going to be in that 42 car. So I think we're going to go into next season. And during the offseason, I feel at least at this point that I'm going to end up making comparisons to RFK, where it's going to be the second year with the new ownership group, right? With Jimmy Johnson stepping in, change, making a lot of changes. They're getting, they're cutting off the GMS arm, going to focus only on cup, you know, for trucks. They're going to focus on cup. They're switching to Toyota. They're going to be a step up there. You're going to have two super talented guys in Eric Jones, John Arnemachek in those cars. Those That is a great young life. Eric Jones is still a young driver. He's a good driver. Again, he's kind of on that Joey Logano path. Got cut loose a little early from Gibbs. I think we're going to see a resurgence from him. He'll be back in the Toyota camp. Like, we talk about this team a lot next year. I know that doesn't really have a ton to do with this race this week, but uh, there is still a lot of positives going on over in the legacy group. And we did see that from RFK last year, right? Where they ended up being good this year, but it started towards the end of last year. So maybe Darlington is kind of the start of them finishing out the season strong. So that could parlay here. You, if you've got Hosovar, if he's if he is locked in for the rest of the year and they're kind of set, they're getting to know each other well. Um, I, I think that that this could be a, a good result for Legacy, and I expect him to run pretty good this week. Let's hope so. Uh, speaking to somebody who could run well this week, I'm tugging at the heartstrings one more time. This may be the last time I bring his name up for the rest of the season, so I'm going to do it now when I have the opportunity to do. That's AJ Allmendinger at $6,500. Gets tough toward the end of this uh, this this list to to sort of make yourself want to play anybody. Because um, I, I would say, after you look at Allmendinger, I, I like Hosovar, which, again, I got to the dock late, so he took Hosovar, uh, Cody. But like Cindric Priest, Sheldon Creed making his first start, which would be a fun one to do. But he's six thousand. That's a lot to pay for a guy not making his seven, first start. Seventy eight car should not be six thousand. No, no. If he was like fifty two or fifty, like way down forty five, even I'd take him yeah, at forty five. Then maybe, but yeah, not uh, not that high a price. And then Haley Lejoy, Burton, Gilliland, Custer, the normal suspects down there, very hard. So my my finger stopped at AJ Allmendinger. He's averaging 27.3 fantasy points per race. He's priced at $6,500. You do some back of the napkin math. That's, you know, about four, a little over four uh, times what you're paying for him in normal size. Look, the thing about AJ Allmendinger is that he can give you some really fantastic days in fantasy, and then he can give you some really terrible days in fantasy. Um, Last week, he got you 34 points at Darlington, five the week before that at Daytona. Um, 46th on the road course there in Watkins Glen, 25 at the Brickyard, 14, 25, 26. But 
He can also gift you 61 like he did in Atlanta or 45 like he did uh, a couple of weeks before that. And then the last time that he was here in Kansas, he started 27th, finished 14th. It's not a fantastic day for like a top 10 bet or anything like that, but that's 42 points in fantasy at $6,100 was he. So again, not necessarily a good day for betting, but 42 points, you'll take that out of a guy who's $6,000 because that means that, you know, you got pretty good value on uh, or pretty re- pretty good return on value. Holy junk. Uh, look, <laughs> and, and really for AJ on this racetrack in general, last year was his first year in the 16 uh, on this track, and that was really his best DFS day for the most part. Um, several seasons in the 47 car, he had days where he started in 20th, finished 11th, 29th, 14th, 29th, 8th, um, and then, you know, a couple of bad days, but he can get around this track. He can get a solid finish. Again, you're not asking a whole lot out of a guy who is, uh, who's the price that he is $6,500. So, I mean, again, if I'm digging around at the bottom of that barrel, this is about as far down the barrel as I want to go before I really just start feeling even more gross about who I'm selecting. Yeah. Hard to argue too much about that. I, again, he's AJ is a good driver. Um, he gets you some pretty, some pretty decent results usually. So, yeah, no no arguments from me here. Uh, I mean, again, I, I almost wanted you to talk me out of him because it's just, it's so hard. You know me. I, I have a soft spot for Almendinger for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. It's, again, I, he's not my favorite guy necessarily to to use, but he, he does get you solid results. And, and so it, it is it is hard to argue with, with what he can do for you. Um I mean, yeah, looking back through through what he's done for you, he's had some really good weeks. I mean, 34.4 last week at Darlington, again, an intermediate track. Um, he's got some, you know, 45 at Nashville back here. He's got 42 at, at the Coke 600. Like, he's he's had some really good results for you. Not a guy you, you typically think of a ton, but sometimes that's good, right? He's not he's not the Suarez Bowman that are trying to take each other out there. Like, he's just running his own race right there in the middle of the pack, and scoring you some decent points and, and really that's kind of what you're looking for here it is exactly what you're looking for in a guy like that uh all right real quick our dfs plays for you cody started you off with reddick at 9800 i started you off with Truex jr at 10,700. cody gave you austin dillon at 6800 i gave you brad keselowski at 8300 cody gave you carson hosevar at 6400 and i gave you aj allmendinger at 6500 those are your dfs plays now After the break, we're going to get to you some underdog fantasy plays and picks that we love the most. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold well as we've stated time and time again underdog fantasy giving us some choice dfs or uh, uh, fantasy plays rather uh on their site and i for one like i said do not want the person that is doing this to leave 
please stay. Please continue to give us the numbers because we're going to hammer these 1,000%. They've been so good to us lately. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to make some more. So, again, the premise of this is they will give you a finishing position. You choose whether or not the driver will finish higher than that finishing position or lower than that finishing position. And, uh, and then it's up to you if you want to do one, if you want to do two, three, four, all the way up to five picks. The multiplier will just rise or fall along with it. So you choose the stakes, you choose the drivers, and, uh, and really you just sit back and watch and, and watch yourself win a ton of money with Underdog Fantasy on this, on this adventure. Yeah, yeah. So, you, I mean, you, you do have to do two, but that gets you three times your money. Uh, three gets you six times, uh, four gets you 10 times, and five gets you 20 times. They have an insurance option on here. Uh, so if you, you, you want to make, uh, say you make three selections, you can do, you know, your standard will pay six times out. Or if you do uh, the insurance and you get all three correct, it pays three times. Or if you only get the two correct, it pays one time. So it it really is an awesome, awesome way to play a fantasy game. Again, you don't have to beat a bunch of other people. You don't have to be right more than other people. You just get your picks right. It's a simple yes or no, are you better than this position or not. Pretty simple. And a pretty simple pick of those. Christopher Busher, better than eighth position, Rod. Come on. The last four oval races, he finished third at Darlington. He won, he won, and he won. What more do you need from a man? Um, uh, he won one of those races, Michigan. Kansas, Vinny, Michigan. I rest my case. <laughs> I really don't know what else. I mean, what more do you need me to say than, like, he's in four ovals in a row. He's got three wins and a third place. Dude's on fucking fire right now, and one of them is the most comparable track almost on the entire circuit. Like, yeah, better than eighth place is just a no-brainer for Chris Buescher. Well, and it's a free square in that you're right. I mean, it's just one of those situations where this is why the underdog fantasy platform is the best is because not every it doesn't matter who else plays this. As long as it plays for you and it's for you like it's going to, um, you're going to cash, and there's no... There's no strategy involved. Honestly, it's literally just Busher as as a better than eighth place. Yes, of course, or better than yeah eighth place. Of course, that that's gonna happen. yeah. And again, doesn't matter where he starts. Doesn't matter, you know, how many laps he leads or how you know. It's just does he finish better than this position? Yes or no? Easy peasy. It's it's the best type of of thing you can have. Uh, best best case scenario for you, uh, the fantasy player. Uh, all right. Mine is, uh, I'm going to Christopher Bell. I hate to pick on Christopher Bell. I did this last week. Uh, I gave out Christopher Bell as under his his uh, finishing position, and that came true. I think it was actually seven last week as well. Well, they're giving it to us again. Christopher Bell uh, at seven, his finishing position. I'm going to go with the lower end of that again. It's not that Christopher Bell can't get it done. In fact, in three of his last four races, uh, he well, I'm sorry, two of his last four races, he's been under this mark. Uh, he's, he's finished better than, than seventh position, a third place in 2022 in the fall, uh, fifth place in 2022 in the spring, uh, but an eighth place in 2021 in the fall. And then of course this spring crashed out 36th place was Christopher Bell in this one. But going back to last week, right? Started on the pole. You thought, oh man, this, this, uh, finishing position, it uh, looked like it is going to be, uh, more than, a seventh place. Well, he ended up getting all sorts of out of whack, bad pit stop, just more problems hammered onto it. He ended up finishing 23rd. Daytona, he finished 16th. Two road courses were good for him, right? A third place and a ninth place. This is not a road course. Michigan, 
He started on the pole, finished 13th. Not a good day for Christopher Bell there as well. Richmond, 20th. He did finish 6th at Pocono. Fantastic. But Loudon, Cody, I, I know I did this on the betting program, but not everybody listens to the betting program. Stop me if you've heard this story before. Christopher Bell starts on the pole. Did he finish in first place? You no, know he did not. No, he did not. He finished 29th. So, uh, again, not 23rd in Atlanta. I, I, the list goes on and on, okay? He really only has six top five finishes in 27 races this season. He has not been close to the top five. In fact, out of top 10s, he's only got 13 out of 27 starts. So that's not even putting him in the top 10 in half of the races that he's been in so far. Uh, so, again, I, it's not as if he can't get it done, but it hasn't been happening very often. And and for uh, Christopher Bell, I think I don't think he's going to get inside the top 10. I, don't, I definitely don't think he's going to get inside the top seven. So give me Christopher Bell lower than seventh position. Yeah, I agree. As much as I love Toyota this week, as much as I love some of his teammates, you just you can't rely on Bell to get you good results. I gave him out as the poll winner. I think he might start well. Like you said, he probably won't finish well, even if he starts well. It's just how things have been going for him. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you going lower. Tyler Reddick just talked about him earlier on in the show as far as DFS play. I picked him multiple ways on the betting episode as well. Why not? To, again, it all goes together. It all translates over. They have him to finish better than seventh. I love that. Again, same points I made earlier, right? The 45 has won twice here. He's been fast at, at Darlington last week. He looked really good, finished in second place, was very, very good and very fast at, at Michigan. Again, like I said, with the DFS pick, the risk is, does the team fuck it up, which they've done a few times this season, unfortunately. But if they don't, he's going to be extremely fast. He's going to look good. He's going to be inside the top seven, I think, a majority of the day. I think he'll start on the pole or inside the top five at least. Um, and then he just has to keep it up there, which I think he can do. Tyler Reddick to finish seventh or, or to finish better than seventh, rather. Uh, I do share your opinion on Tyler Reddick. I, I'm very high on him this weekend as well because of everything you said and then some. I mean, there's a lot of narrative-driven stuff that happens here that doesn't necessarily always follow the stats. But yeah, Tyler Reddick definitely going to be a strong one. And seventh position for Tyler Reddick. Yes, please. Um, speaking of yes, please, William Byron, six and a half his numbers set at. So he's got to finish sixth or better in this race. Cody, he has done that in the last two races that he has been in on this track. In fact, in the spring, he started on the pole, finished third. In the fall of 2022, he started ninth and finished sixth. Uh, the, the, the spring of 2022, not really good for him, but uh, in the fall of 2021, he finished sixth. Uh, he's at a fifth place finish in 2019 here as well. Talk about just looking over at the last few races, right? Two of the last three, he's finished inside of the top six. He finished first at Watkins Glen. I know that's a road course. I threw that out for everybody else. I'm going to throw that out for him. But last week at Darlington, he finished fourth. Uh, Michigan, not a good day for him. He actually crashed out of that one had, or really was on the DVP, so he didn't get a chance to get back out there. Uh, but he did start seventh, which means he had speed enough to be in there. Um, but all told, he has got four, five wins this season. He is the, league, or, uh, the leader in wins. He's turning it back around for himself, right? Ten top fives, 14 top tens. He definitely is a car to be reckoned with week in and week out. We talked about how quick um, uh, Hendrick Motorsports is on a weekly basis. He's definitely one of the faster cars. Sixth at Nashville, uh, second at Charlotte, right? Third at Kansas here in the spring. So fourth at Dover the, before that. 
those performances alone leads me to believe that he's going to have a decent day. And again, to have him finish one of the faster cars all season long, finish inside the top six, it, it doesn't seem like it's that much of a stretch to try to make a case for it. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I'm not sold on Byron. I know you like Byron this week. I'm not sold, but it's hard to argue. I mean, he's got, what, five wins on the season? One of the best teams. Like, if he's going to show up and have a day, he's going to show up and have a day. So uh, I, I can't argue against it. I'll at least give you that, Rod. I appreciate that, Cody. I'm sure it makes the, the listeners out there a little less <laughs> stressed when mom and dad aren't fighting. That's right. We try We try not to fight too hard. We save that for the Xfinity show usually. Uh, <laughs> next up for me, Bubba Wallace again, uh, sticking in that Toyota camp, sticking in the 2311 camp. Very, very high on Bubba Wallace this week. They have him at eighth, one spot behind his teammate. Uh, I, I think Bubba Wallace is going to have a week. I think he's in the mix to win this race. Maybe he even does win this race. He has been so freaking good at Kansas in this next-gen car in three races here. Last spring, fastest car, no question about it. Twice had a penalty or an issue, got sent to the back, fought his way back up, finished in 10th. Come back in the fall, wins the race in the 45 car. You come back in this spring, I was at that race in person. He looks so fast on the track that I live bet him at the track at one point. Ends up in fourth place. Good, solid finish. So, in two of those three races, he finished better than eighth place. In the, the race that he didn't, he was the best or one of the best cars out there. Just didn't get the win because uh, of the penalties and, and stuff. So Bubba Wallace has been lights out here. They've definitely got this one circled. Again, he's one of those guys that's down there near. I don't think he's right below the cutoff within four points or whatever. So this is a chance for them to win and move on to the next round. Not have to worry about what goes on at Bristol. He's got this track circled. This is the place he probably loves the most because he's the best here. He is really, really good here. Expect that from him again this week. All he's got to do is is finish better than eighth. That's that's not hard at all for as fast as I expect this car and this team to be. Um, so yeah, give me give me Bubba Wallace better than eighth. I love it. You know the great thing about underdog fantasy though is that it doesn't matter if you're eating chalk. It doesn't matter if you get cute because you're out to win. And, and, and really, that's all there is to it. Are you picking the winning pick? Doesn't matter if it's chalky. Doesn't matter if everybody's doing it because all that matters is that you're doing it and that you're cashing from it. This next yeah, play is exactly that's, that. That's such a good point, too. Even on, like, hold on. I wanted to see. So, like, if you go look at... Um, oh, boy, I should have had this pulled up. but That's okay. I, I, did, I, I, pulled, I pulled one on you that I, I kind of, you know, led no, you. No, but I, I think it's a good point because, like, Bubba Wallace is minus 150 to finish inside the top 10. So... The books are fairly certain he's going to finish inside the top 10. Now you just need him to finish better than eighth. Like It's not that much of a step up. Uh, so I think, again, that, yeah, this is this is an opportunity to kind of take advantage of a more chalky play because he should be inside the top 10 according to the lines the books are giving you, right? So uh, I think that translates over very well. Well, now you've got me. I want to actually look at, because the next one I'm going to give you is Denny Hamlin. His his position is set at five and a half. I mean, he's, I, he's I minus one hundred and forty for a top five. There so. you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. One hundred and forty. So to to finish where better than this, which is what the the pick is on underdog. He's minus one hundred and forty, and you're not you don't have to lay that juice because you're you know you're not betting on it. Obviously, you're just getting it as one of your fantasy picks. So, oh, it's a no brainer. It is Hamlin higher than five and a half. He did that earlier in the year when he won this race. 
right? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it, it's not difficult to kind of make a case for, for Denny Hamlin, especially on this track. But uh, really, the, the only part that would probably keep you from, from maybe doing it is just looking back at his last couple of races. It's been tough for him, 26th, 25th. Uh, but before that, Michigan, he finished third. Richmond, he finished second. Pocono, he finished first. 3-2-1 in that sequence. Uh, so all of those inside the top five, all told on the season, he's got nine top fives. It's a little bit harder of a sell, but on this track in particular, I will tell you right now, each of his last four races have been top five finishes. 2021 in the fall, fifth. 2022 in the spring, fourth. 2022 in the fall, second. And then, of course, he won this race earlier in the spring. Back-to-back -back wins at the end of 19, the beginning of 20. All told on this track, 12 top five finishes in 30 starts. He is good at this track. He will finish inside the top five this week. He will cash this for you and uh, and turn it into cash for you at the end of the day. I love this one so much. I Again, I am so big on these three drivers specifically. I'm putting this play in right now. Reddick, better than seventh. Hamlin, better than 5.5. Wallace, better than 8.0. Do I want insurance, Rod? No, I don't want insurance because all three of these are going to hit. Thank you very much. And yes, confirm. Boom. We have submitted your picks. Beautiful. Love it. Let's fucking go. I love it. Cody, uh, all right, let me go over the plays one more time. So uh, for the underdog plays for you to follow along as well, so get out your pen and paper. I, I didn't do that for the DFS. People are going to be like, Rod, what are you doing? You got to tell me when to do this. Fine. Get out Jeez, your pen and paper. <laughs> Busher, better than eighth place finish. Uh, Cody gave you that. I gave you Bell lower than a seventh place finish. Cody gave you Reddick better than seventh place. I gave you Byron uh, higher than six and a half. Cody gave you Bubba better than eighth position. I gave you Danny Hamlin higher than five and a half. I noticed you've snuck a couple of bonus things into this square, Cody. What are you trying to pull, man? Well, what type of fun Friday would it be if I didn't have bonus parlay bets to give out? You get your own show for that. You got your, your Fast Money podcast. <laughs> I don't have that, so I'm taking advantage here. We're going to end a Friday uh, with two, two fun bets for you. Caesars has a boost out. Um, John Hernemacek to win, plus Martin Truex Jr. to win, plus 2,300. Rod, does this sound familiar to something that maybe we hit 30 to 1 at uh, New Hampshire earlier this year? I'm going to sure say fucking it did. does. Yes. This, this is John Hernemacek, the best driver, the best car, hands down, will be the fastest car on Saturday. No question about it. Now, if everything goes his way, of course, he should win that race. So then that gives you Martin Truex Jr. at 23 to 1 when I'm deeply, madly in love with Toyota when he was very fast here in the spring. He's been very good this year. Fuck yes, sign me up. So 23, uh, that's yeah, 23 to 1 over on Caesars for that one. And then I'm going to do a three race parlay. We're going to pick the winner for all three races. Of course, John Hernemacek going to be included because I am very, very high on him to win that Saturday race. I mean, Carson Hosovar, we talked about him today in the Truck Series episode. Talked about him earlier in the DFS portion of the Cups as well. Uh, so, yeah, Carson Olsvar to win the trucks on Friday night. John Hunter Nemechek to win the uh, Xfinity on Saturday. And Mr. Tyler Reddick, who we just talked about a bunch, to win on Sunday. Plus 15,900. Go big or go home, Rod. This is my moonshot. Hashtag DGens only. Shout out to, to Mark of Mississippi, the moonshot thing there. But, uh, yeah, let's go. I, I feel pretty confident about these. They're... Uh, 
it's I'll, I like I like playing both of these, and I think we can hit one of these this week. You know, and it's it, it's not that we don't enjoy, and I know that the market, and I know that everybody out there, the content creators, love to to give you some gigantic, huge numbers, and and it's not that we don't like doing that. Obviously, we we enjoy putting together some big number stuff, but we also know that we don't just give them out to give them out, just just so that if they hit like once every month or once every two months or or once every three months, that so we can loud it over everybody. When, when Cody and I give out these types of parlays, there's literally thought behind it. There's literally a, a reason, a line that you can draw that makes sense. And it's not just, oh, hey, look, all these guys are good. We're going to put them all together and have have a, a, a day out of it. So, And, I mean, like, really, is how far-fetched is it for a, a co-favorite, depending on what book you're looking at, a favorite in Carson Hosevar on Friday, the favorite on Saturday. Like, so you're just picking the two favorite guys to win those races, and then you're taking a guy that, his car has won two of the last three races here, and he's been pretty good at, at comparable. I mean, everything lines up, and like, yeah, don't go put everything on this. Obviously, you all three things have to fall into place, but you take three. I mean, look at Sean last week on the college football podcast, right? They put together a Colorado and Wyoming parlay, a money line parlay in, in college football. Like, yeah, it's a little harder to hit those, but it did, right? And it pays big. and you don't always hit these parlays. Most of them you don't hit because that's how parlays work. But you throw ten bucks on this and you get sixteen hundred dollars. Like uh, for ten bucks, yeah, okay, please. Like uh, it's well worth it. And, and it's fucking how much fun is that to root for? Like Hosovar wins and Nemechek wins. You can go bet a ton of if you want to hedge. Go bet the ten favorites on Sunday in the Cup Series. Like you can hedge your way out of this and still make money. Like. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's great. If you don't like it, go away. That's, that's <laughs> about that. You don't have to go away. But Happy don't Friday, it. everybody. <laughs> it might not be for everybody, but it's for me. I love it. I will definitely be placing this bet. So, well, I love it too. And you're going to find out more of my parlays. Go check out Fast Money over there on For Frequency Sake. I'll give you my favorite parlays for the Friday uh, afternoon as well. It should already be up by the time you listen to this. So, uh, yeah, have some fun. Uh, speaking of having some fun, Cody. Let's let everybody go for the weekend, shall we? Let's let's release them to enjoy the rest of their weekend, and uh, hopefully they enjoyed the truck race tonight, and uh, and they enjoy the rest of the racing weekend. IndyCar, the finale, so make sure you listen to the IndyCar episode of the F1 Gambling Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to get those bets in, and uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. Yeah, going to be a good weekend. Lots of good racing. The NFL is back. Yes, the Huskers are about to take down the Colorado Buffaloes this weekend. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Follow me over on X at Husker underscore Z. Shit ton of work over there. Follow it all there. Uh, and yeah, check out the F1 Gambling Podcast as well. Recap show earlier this week. And uh, IndyCar episode might be out now. Might be out soon. We'll see how the odds end up falling for us. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, I know that I've become Cody's wife's least favorite person in the world because I introduced him into this rugged world of content creation. But uh, yes, follow me over there on Twitter as well at RJ Gomez, where you will also find the many things that keep me away from my family and my loved ones uh, and keep me locked here in this studio. Uh, link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's the, the restint at Sportsbook Review, of course, in between media, whatever. It's all there. Uh, make sure you check it all out. And... We'll see you back again for the recap episode of this Kansas weekend. Until then, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.